When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the We Are Podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. He's Corey Geiger. I'm Jared Pruger. Corey, college football has a multitude of problems. They are, if you, it's hard to say anything nicely about the NCAA because they are just such a flawed, flawed organization. Um, and their, their fearless leader is cowardly cowering out here after the next year um, with, in all honesty, a shit show on their hands. But where do we start with the NCAA's problems, Corey? Because they are a plenty. I enjoy being able to have these kind of in-depth conversations uh, during the off season. You know, we can sit here and break down all kinds of personnel things and everything. But really, I, I think these are, are the more fascinating and intriguing discussions jared i just wrote about this over the last week that college football is broken uh all in light of the jordan addison situation with Pitt. so we're going to kind of get into that today explain the issues explain some of our fixes and everything but here's the issue okay here's the issue as i see it and it's twofold all right one the ncaa made a move to let football and basketball players transfer and play anywhere that they want to play Okay. Now, look, that's a pretty cool thing. Players of football and basketball players have never really been able to do that, right, Jared? They, they should have some freedom to do that, right? Just like coaches can up and leave. Mm-hmm. Play, players should be able to, hey, any, if, you're a, if you're a biology major and you go to Penn State and you want to transfer to Stanford, nobody's stopping you. You can do that. So that's a good thing. The second thing is these players wanted to make money off of their um, talents, off of their names, name, image, likeness, and that's a good thing. So here's the the thing, Jerry. We have two good things there. But when you combine both of those things at the same time, and that's what what we're going to discuss here a good bit in the first segment, you've created chaos because that's two good things, but you, you end up getting a negative result after you combine those two things. Right, and... And that's the thing, and they pick and choose what they want to be involved in. And I think that's an issue, too, because you can talk about, you know, the, the, the transfer portal, which I think is both a blessing and a curse. It's college free agency. I do think there needs to be regulation there. NIL, they are so very hands-off that there are zero regulations. It is a free-for-all. But then you look at situations like 
what happened at Penn State. We talked about that in recent weeks. And they immediately jumped, um, jumped in, punished the program, punished everybody involved. Then you look at North Carolina and North Carolina's academics, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. that's academics. We're in the fake classes. We, we're not necessarily worried about that. You look at what's going on at Kansas or wherever you're looking at or LSU even for basketball. And they're just, eh, we're, we're good. We don't need to get involved. We, we're going to take a step back and let you guys do whatever, you know? And I think there's, if you're, you're going to have a governing body, the governing body is going to be there, good, bad, or indifferent. They need to step up and, and legislate if, if that's the case. And listen, I think players should make money. Believe me, I wish my name was valuable enough where I could make money. I even got the blue check mark on Twitter. doesn't really mean anything other than one little slim. I get verified mentions now just every once in a while whenever somebody tweets at me or something. But, you know, players should be able to make their, make money off their own names. And listen, just like, play, just like coaches, they should be able to go wherever they want if there is a coaching change or something. And, and that extra COVID year, I think, really discombobulated the game's uh, quite a bit because you have a lot of guys that are going to be five-year guys, which is great academically if they're able to finish, but there's just so much that the NCAA tries not to get involved in that they need to get involved in. And it really creates a, a cornucopia of issues. Sure. And the NCAA is a big part of all this as well uh, as you're talking about, because they cannot police all of this. Right. It's not like the NCAA is this massive organization that has unlimited resources and investigators. We're talking about all of this because, of course, the whole Jordan Addison thing. And I will be right up front. Good for Jordan Addison. If Jordan Addison can go get $3 million to play football somewhere, good for him. The fact that that's at Pitt's expense because Pitt is going to lose the best player and they can't afford they can't get him an NIL deal worth that. That stinks. That stinks for Pitt. But it's good for Jordan Addison. And we live in a free country where Jared, if you want to leave your job here and go make three million dollars working somewhere, you can. So can I. So can anybody listening. And so college athletes, to me, deserve that right and freedom to be able to go do it. But it comes with a cost. And that cost is. I'm 48, Jared, you're a young pup at 30. The college football that we grew up with does not exist anymore. No. It will, ne- it will never exist again. Um, I, I've said there a couple times, I, I've made the vow, I'm not calling them student athletes anymore. They are athlete students. And if they can go get theirs, I'm going to bring this up, Jared, because we've got, I've kind of played around with this a little bit. Uh, if you go back to after the 2016 season, that Saquon Barkley and Penn State had. Saquon Barkley was without question the biggest name in college football going into the 2017 season, without a doubt. Saquon Barkley this, Saquon Barkley that. But all, I mean, he was a superstar in the making, but he couldn't go to the NFL draft yet. And that was 2017. If Saquon Barkley were around right now in the NIL era, if Jordan Addison can command $3 million in an NIL deal somewhere, how much you think Saquon Barkley could get right now, Jared? Because I, th- I think I was five joking. Million. I was joking with some friends a year ago. Could could just could Saquon get a million? Yeah, that's a laughable five million. Could he get yeah. six? Could he get seven? 
I mean, if you're a team out there and he you might need... be able to get that from every from a multitude of yep. areas. Yep. Mm-hmm. If it, and that's what's crazy because Saquon, I think when you look back at the career that he had at Penn State, he is the greatest athlete to come out of that football program. Um, he might not be the greatest running back. He has a, he had a great career. He is the greatest athlete to come out of that program. In but my the opinion. point, but the point is. If, if, if he were to come out now in this free agency oh, era with they couldn't the, afford him. with the transfer portal no Penn State probably could and, and only a handful of teams probably could and not to say that Saquon would would want to transfer but if you're if you're Alabama and you need a running back to win a title which again Alabama maybe not, wouldn't necessarily be that one school but if you're Clemson and you need a running back to win a national championship is there some booster that could find five million for Saquon Barkley? I keep joking about Oregon and Phil Knight. Phil Knight is worth fifty billion with a B dollars. If Phil Knight wants to go go spend money, five, six, seven million dollars to bring in a bunch of football players for Oregon, that's chump change for him. That's literally five, you know, that's nothing for somebody that has fifty billion dollars. All those oil folks down in Texas. So that's the point that when you have the ability to transfer immediate and play immediately without mm-hmm. sitting out, which is a good thing. And you have the ability for players to get money, which is a good thing. You've created anarchy. When you put those two good things together, you've created a system of anarchy where this is the tip of the iceberg. It just so happens that it's Jordan Addison that we're talking about now. But this could be the next Saquon Bar. This could be Drew Aller from Penn State. And it, it, it could happen to any school at any time with a star player. And so we're going to talk some fixes in our second segment. We're just kind of, you know, broaching the problems here but i think those are the threefold the portal the nil money and as jared mentioned the ncaa does not have either the ability or even the want to Mm -hmm. to police all of this right and i think that's a perfect place to stop for this first segment segment we'll come back here on the we are podcast and ek pittsburgh sports podcast network here after this quick break Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the We Are Podcast and DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. He's Corey Geiger. I'm Jared Pergar. And let's be real here, Corey. We don't get the $3 million NIL money. And really, the NCAA doesn't legislate over us. And 
well, we can't really transfer anywhere we want because we don't have that opportunity uh, to an extent. But we do have some ideas of how to fix this. And it needs fixed because it is a flawed system. It is a broken system. And it's not going to get any better anytime soon the way that it's the way that it's set up. And that's a shame because college football that we grew up with and for for you, for the 80s, 90s, 2000s, for me, the 90s, 2000s and 2010s isn't anywhere close to to what it used to be now. Our biggest thing, you know, back then was, is the game going to be on TV? Now, every game is on TV, no matter what. It's on either uh, the conference website or the conference TV channel, ESPN, ABC, Fox, NBC, wherever. But, But there's so much involved now that's completely different from when we were kids and when we grew up watching this game. And because of all that, so we're going to try to throw out some fixes here. And I'll flat out say this will either be a combination of these will not happen or they will not work. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't know that there is a fix, but we're going to at least try to come up with some ideas. And, Jared, your point right there is the most important thing of all of this because it's about money. Money, 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 money. All, all, all those TV games means money. The Big Ten is trying to negotiate a new broadcasting rights deal worth more than a billion dollars a year. That's money. So we have to start everything from there. We have to start every single discussion with the fact that look at all this money there is and how is everybody going to want to get their share? So the, the, to me, the most basic, easiest fix, and I'm not sure, I don't think this will happen, is to get rid of the new policy that players don't have to sit out a year. I, I think that because again, my it's twofold. The players can get all this money and they can leave and go play immediately. The, the, the NIL deal and the money that the player that's not going away because of everything you just said. There's so much money involved, and the players have finally won legally the right to get their share of money. We're not getting rid of NIL. And I don't think we're going to be able to police NIL to any degree where you can get rid of pay for play because, hey, that's what it's about. You're, if, if that's what you're worth, that's what you're worth. So to my, the most simple fix that I can, I can state, Jared, would be fine, keep the NIL, let them make whatever amount of money they want to make, but if they're going to transfer, let's go back to the old policy of sitting out a year. I think that would fix a lot of this. Mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to happen. Right, and, and up until recently, it was a grad transfer. If you could transfer as a senior and you were going to be a graduate and play, it would be a graduate student and play. You were okay for a year mm-hmm. um, or two, depending on when you were able to graduate. Some people graduate in three, uh, some graduate in four, and some graduate in five. And uh, seven, but, they're called doctors. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, or or they're, they are uh, on Animal House. And, um, but no, and that's, I think that's the thing you, it's free agency. It's, it's nothing. It's, there's no better way to, to describe it as free agency. Hey, I can go to Penn state and I can make this amount of money. And it's like signing as a free agent when you're in in the professional game. And And don't you think that now that they've got this free agency, they're not letting it go. No, no. Everybody loves it because again, it's all about the Benjamins. It's all about the money because people are still going to pay. And, and guess what? 
we sit here and we talk about transfers. We talk about this. We talk about that. And it's a free-for-all. But, man, we talk about it. So that's ratings. People care about it. Who's going to go where? I'm, I just read a story about Brady Manick. He described the transfer portal. He transferred from University of Oklahoma as a basketball player. When his coach retired, ended up at North Carolina, and the rest is history. Ended up in the national championship game, um, albeit in a loss. It's, he, de- he described the process. You put your name in. You apply. They approve it. Tweets went about 24 hours, and then the reason you know you get in is because coach after coach after coach calls and calls and calls. And it's an added element. See, here's the thing, though, because it's a, it's a great thing for the players because you want that attention. These kids you come out, but you can't convince me that somebody wasn't in contact with that kid or his representatives before he was in the portal. Right, and that's a, and that's the thing too. There is tampering. You're adding another job to a head coach's position, or even the offensive analysts or whoever handles it at different universities, because now they have to. Oh, who's this kid in the portal? Who's this kid? Can we have tape on him? But that's, that's what all these pit folks are so upset about is they think right. it's tampering. It's, it goes on with everybody. Before you get into the portal, surely your, your AAU coach or high school coach or your parents have heard from somebody. Almost every quality player in the portal, you've heard from them somewhere. So, again, these are all part of the problems. Again, if, if we're trying to come up with fixes, Jared, right. okay, so what is a fix? What, what you, you know, we're, we're going on a week and a half of this now. This has been a huge national discussion. It wasn't a national discussion when Bryce Young got his million dollars. It wasn't a national discussion when Quinn Ewers got his million. It was a national, it became a national discussion because Jordan Addison may, there might've been tampering and he's going to get $3 million or, or, or more. So now everybody's up in arms about this and people are talking about it. And one of the solutions that a lot, and I do think this will have my solution of just going back to the time where players had to sit out a year. I do think that would fix a lot of this, but that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I think, I think what is going to happen. And I don't know how long it might be five years. It might be 15 years that colleges are going to start paying these players as employees at some point, And again, we can call them student athletes all we want. They're athlete students. I think at some point there will be a universal payment system in college football to where Sean Clifford is an employee of Penn State University. I, I, I think that that's, it, it seems somewhat inevitable that that's going to happen at some point. But, Jared, I think that comes with massive problems as well, which we can get into. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, Penn State is a Commonwealth school. It's a state school. So they're state employees. James Franklin is a state employee of of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So that's, I think, an issue. Now, if they're employees, that gives them retirement benefits. But they got to pay taxes. Right. You got to pay taxes. Can you get a scholarship then, too? Okay. Right. If we're going to make you a step and see, this is part of the issue with this. If if we're going to make these football players employees, Mm -hmm. well, then pay your taxes. And and so your, your 200, $250,000 scholarship is now gone. You got to pay for that. Okay. So that's an issue that's going to have to be worked out. And also the union part of it, are these, are these employees then going to be able to form unions again, I do think this stuff, I think this part is probably we're going to see steps taken to, toward this happening. But look, 
is a union going to work in college football? Are, are union representatives from Penn State and Alabama and USC and te- Texas A&M, are they going to be fighting for the same things as people from Northern Illinois and Central Michigan and Kent State and Buffalo and Akron? No. So, so to me, those schools are going to have to go away with football in terms of being in the, in the main league. So to me, the fix is you got 40 or 50 schools. They're in a professional college football league. They get paid salaries. They have to pay taxes. They can form a union. They can why, collectively why bargain. Why go to school then? Exactly. And so then do you even have to go to school as an employee? So again, I, that, is a, that is a solution that a lot of people seem to think might work. But I think that creates as many problems as we have now. Yeah, right. So, so as far as the NIL stuff is concerned, for me, the fix should have been done years ago when they, when they nixed college football or NCAA college football, the video game. What I would have done is any money that I would have made as a player in there, I, I would have put that money – because obviously, you know who you're playing with, right? You know who I – mean, let's, let's go back for, when, for Penn State in the early 2000s. You knew you were playing with number five, Larry Johnson. And you knew, for, for people that are in Altoona, you knew you were playing with 25, Brendan Peretta, on special teams. Brendan Peretta and, and Larry Johnson are completely different players, right? So Larry Johnson probably makes a lot more than Brendan Peretta, but Brendan Peretta is in the game. Brendan Peretta is a walk-on special teams guy. Larry Johnson, one of the best, if not the best, running back at Penn State. So that's not – obviously the, the money's different there. But what I would have done is – what the what money they make because their likeness, their name, their image, their likeness was in that game is you put it into an account, you put it into a money account, and upon graduation, they get their money. That's how I would have fixed it way back in the day. Now it's way, way, way out of control. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the universities have no regulation over it. NCAA has no regulation over it. It's I can go up to Sean Clifford and say, hey, I got $5 million for you. All right. Like, there's no you know, the universities can help lead them to that, but they don't have anything to regulate that. And that's, I think, you know, an issue too. So, and again, part of all this, the big, the big component here is just like you said, Larry Johnston versus Brendan Peretta is a have versus a have not mm-hmm. Penn state, Ohio state, Michigan. They're in the haves department, Northern Illinois, central Michigan, are not are in the have nots department. Mm-hmm. You cannot have, you cannot solve these problems by trying to e- equate 130 different football programs and even remotely think that they're equal. Alabama is in no way, shape, or form a similar business business in football to Buffalo. Not even close, but they're both in FBS. Penn State is not in a similar business. So, again, the, the, the solution I, – I feel absolutely confident this will happen probably within 20 years, that the top 40, 50, 60 schools, whatever they are, whatever the number is, will break off and form a professional college football league. I, I think that, that we're, we're, we're steamrolling toward that because there's just no way – even the Boise states of the world, which and I'm not talking about competing on the field. I'm talking about financially. 
these schools run a different business. This is like, you know, hey, look, folks, we're in Altoona. Maybe many of you know this, maybe many of you don't. Sheets was founded in Altoona, the great convenience store. Sheets was founded in Altoona in 1952. We're proud of it here. People all over the East are proud of it. Sheets is not the same as mom and pop's gas and sip down, down the road from wherever you might be. Sheets is a big business. In the, in the convenience store game, Sheets and Wawa are in the haves business, and mom and pop's gas and sip are in the haves not, have nots. Can't forget can't, about get-go. Can't forget about get-go. Absolutely, get-go. Yeah, very good. Good job. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving thumbs up to Jerry. Yeah. Very good. And a wink there. But, but no, I, I mean, you're right. It's about the haves and the haves nots, and that's not even talking about the players. That's the it, it, like there, and that's in the players that have and have nots when they get to campus, and there are haves on each team, and there have not. Right. Drew, Drew Aller, Nick Singleton are the haves on Penn State. The third string linebackers are the have nots. So how do you try to treat them all equally? Right, and my fix like that, like I said back back then, would have been put it all into an account, in a savings account that they have access to upon graduation. If they don't graduate, they take a penalty, have to pay the taxes on it, or whatever. And then everybody gets their amount of money. Um, but that ship has sailed now. Right. Now, because it, again, as now soon it's as, so impossible. Yep. As soon as a player, as soon as all players realize that any player could get $3 million, that's why this Jordan Addison thing is so huge. Because now every player in college football sees that and thinks to themselves, how could that be me? All right. And so you don't close that Pandora's box. And so, again, that's why there, there will be a push to have a, 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 a league of these 40 or 50 mm -hmm. teams. Which teams are in that league, Jared? Penn State absolutely is. Let me ask you this. Is Pitt? That's is a good Pitt, question. Is Pitt in what if, – if it, we're talking 15, 20, 30 years down the road and there's a team of 40, 50 professional college football programs, is Pitt one of them? I'd like to think that they could be and would be, but the number would need to be closer to 50 or above because mm -hmm. if that number is 40, then no, I don't, I don't think Pitt is one of the 40 giant college football programs financially in this country. Would they be 48, 52nd, 56, 61st? What, I don't know, but I, I guarantee Penn State will be part of the haves no mm -hmm. matter what. I, I can't say that about Pitt. Well, and that leads me right into my next point here with the transfer portal, because the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You see this on both the men on the basketball side and the football side. There are guys that go into the portal. They either end up with their old school or they don't end up at a school at all. Sure. Yep. And that's something that, you know, my first thing, you got to get rid of the portal, man. Either get rid of the portal altogether and you go back to the old way that it was, or you just let these programs run it like a business and you make trades. You say, hey, you're. Jordan, uh, Jordan Addison, I'm going to trade you to USC for so-and-so. That could be cash considerations. That could be, obviously, it's not going to be a future draft pick, but, you know, make it a, tra make it a business with trades. You know, what's, it can't get any worse than what it is now, but the portal's got to go. It is not, I, I mean, it, it's, if you want to keep the amateurism aspect, which you are on, you are teetering on that line, of amateurism every day you're teetering closer to just going full professional you're going full paid full. go to the business aspect trade them get rid of the portal it, it's you know it's 
it's great for some, great for others, but like, again, man, you you got to regulate that because well, it's just a free for all. I can't go quite that far because then you're preventing 19, 20, 21 year old kids from being able to leave. And, and then you've got another problem. Well, what happens if your coach leaves? We're about right back where we were before. You, I signed to play for this coach. Now he's gone because he, he got three times more money somewhere else. Now you mean I got to be stuck at the school? I, so though that's where the issue lies. I, I mean, how do you keep it fair for these players who should have the ability as Americans to go get a job anywhere they want? And so, again, yeah. that's why my, my basic – I, I think if we just did a, if we just reinstituted the one year sitting policy, yes, how much could we fix out of this entire discussion? I mean, look, keep it simple, stupid. K I S S. If if we just start with one problem at a time, mm-hmm. we're not squeezing that money part back into the toothpaste. We're not squeezing that back into the into the tube. We could potentially squeeze the one year sitting out policy back into the into the transfer portal component right and i think you could build in hey if james franklin were to leave you're free to transfer and not be penalized i do think that's more than fair because you commit more so a lot of these times to a coach not necessarily a program and that you know that's an issue too back in the day it was the coach and the program because the coach was typically there now there's so much money involved the coach is gone but Again, that's the way the NCAA model is. It's win now. What have you done for me lately? And lately, the NCAA hasn't done a thing. Um, occasionally, they'll put on put out a show cause or, or whatever. But back when the Paterno stuff and the Sandusky stuff happened, and, and I hate to keep bringing this up, but I think this is a very good point here. They went out and they suspended. They nearly gave the program the death penalty. They took away Joe Paterno's wins, later reinstated them docked the scholarships um and then lo and behold most of that they gave back over the course of time north carolina they make fake classes for their student athletes you want to talk about student athletes and i'm i am a carolina basketball fan and i and i think what they did was a joke because the classes were a joke you know but they didn't do anything and i understand that's academia not necessarily NCAA, but it benefited NCAA athletes. They pick and choose their battles uh, or just don't choose at all. And that's an issue. That's, I think, one of the bigger issues here because they could. But even, the biggest problem. They could regulate these things. They could. Yeah, I don't think the they can. Portal. I don't think they can. I, I just don't think they can. I, I, I'm not trying to be contradictory to you. I think that the NCAA has no ability whatsoever on a massive scale to regulate thousands and thousands of players football and basketball transferring and 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 the resources it would take to look into every single situation to see if it's on the up and up nor do they want to they don't want to i'm sure they don't want to but you you, it would you'd have to have you'd have to have an investigative branch of the ncaa that would have a thousand people in it and they would spend 40 hours a week every week for their entire lives investigating every single player in the transfer portal and that's not feasible. The NCAA is not a gigantic, rich organization. They make their money on the NCAA basketball tournament. The NCAA doesn't make money in college football. So you're, you're right. They don't want to. But 
I am going to where this is only an audio only, but Jared can see me. I'll throw my hands up in the air and say that there is nothing the NCAA can do. I don't think there's anything anybody can do here. The problem is too big. It's called too big to fail. There are too many players transferring. There's too much money involved. It takes too long to investigate. By the time these investigations are done, these players are going to be in the professional. Jordan Addison will be in year four or five of his NFL career, and Pitt will never get him back. So I just don't I, – I, I mean, we're trying to come up with fixes here. I just don't see a possible fix from the NCAA standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just exploded and, and it's going downhill and there's it's a runaway freight train and there's no way anybody at the NCAA wants to stop it or will stop it because – Do you have yeah. any good news? We're going to close this segment here. I really don't have any good news. I don't – but is there is there anything positive you could say that maybe we could get all this crap fixed? I mean, let us make $3 million to run the NCAA and I think we could – make everybody a lot more money um but but no i mean if, the I, pop- if they gave me if they gave me three million dollars believe me i'm turning my eye i don't give a damn what anybody else says you know why because i got mine <laughs> that's fair but we're going to talk about some good news here in the, in the last segment when we come back on the we are podcast the dk pittsburgh sports podcasting network Welcome back to the third and final segment of the VR Podcast and the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. He is Geiger. I am Frugar. Corey, we talk about the doom and gloom about the NCAA, and, well, <laughs> it's always doom and gloom because the, if they're talking, that means it's usually something bad has happened. Um, somebody's getting sanctioned or something's getting canceled. But at Penn State, their big mantra under Joe Paterno, and it, a lot of this is – carried over through James Franklin and in a good way is success with honor. They graduate student athletes. That's usually not an issue, but they had a special guest come back and graduate. Um, And it's a guy that we talked about here in the first segment. Saquon Barkley came back and graduated this weekend at Penn state. He, you know, after graduation, he left early, wasn't completely done with his course load, but he vowed to come back. And, and finish his courses, and he did. And he graduated um, this, uh, on Saturday, which I think is absolutely incredible and I think speaks volumes to, number one, his character, and to the emphasis on education that James Franklin puts on. Because I know you had mentioned athlete students, but at Penn State, it, for right now, it does seem like it is student-athletes still. Mm, I, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hem and haw on that and say that in selective cases, I, I it's tremendous for Saquon Barkley. His parents didn't graduate from college. He made promises to that to his family that he would. I, I do like those kinds of stories. And there are some other players you, you're gonna mention those as well. Some guys that have gone on to become pros. Jerome Bettis. Oh, it's at May. I don't know if Jerome Bettis is still in school but he's finishing up at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, right now. Um, so I, it is cool to hear those stories for this reason. Th- there is tremendous value in education, in earning something, finishing what you started. And clearly, Saquon Barkley, being the number two pick in the draft coming out, there was no reason for him to come back to college and go to class. 
But the fact that he did. Although playing for the Giants might do that to you. Uh, that's a good point. The <laughs> fact that he did, the fact that some of these other guys do, I, I think that it, it shows uh, personal enrichment, personal achievement. And there is something important with that. I'm, I'm kind of big into that myself, Jared. If I start something, I want to finish it. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think that Penn State specifically, and there are other schools like this as well, but I know Penn State specifically does place an emphasis on getting that degree. Right. And I think that's a, that's a great thing. You know, he wasn't the only one who came back. Jahan Dotson, and this is a kind of a cooler story. Jahan Dotson's just drafted the NFL. They're in rookie minicamp in Washington um, for the commanders. I almost called them the Redskins and the football team, but, you know, I had to go with the commanders. He wanted to stay. He didn't want to miss practice. Well, Ron Rivera, his head coach, told him he had to go to graduation, um, which I think is, is, is cool, too. But, you know, guys like that, Noah Kane. Um, Shaka Tony, uh, who came back and graduated as well. And then you obviously have PJ Mustafer, Jake Pinnegar, um, Vlad Hilling, Harris or uh, Holidaysburg native um, around around our, our locale here. Um, and I think that's, you know, again, you, we, we get so far away from the amateurism aspect, but when we do see players graduate and an emphasis on graduation and, and really getting that sense of achievement, because the NFL stands for not for long, right? that football isn't around forever. It's, it's not going to be, it's a physical game. I mean, you have guys like myself and, and other people that are impacted every day from their football careers that ended when they were 18, you know, and, and these guys are 22, 23 years old. Now they have a degree. They have a backup plan. Should it not work out? Because let's be real nine, nine times out of 10, it's probably not going to work out. Um, but I think that's great that that's still an emphasis. Um, how long that, that, that lasts, that remains to be seen. And I think that's the scary part here. It is. And it kind of wrapping up kind of what we've been discussing throughout the podcast is the opportunities that these young men and women get in, in college to, to study and get a degree because it can be extremely important. Um, Up until probably two years ago uh, or maybe a year ago, I steadfastly argued that, the scholarship was enough. I was against paying players extra money outside of their scholarship because that scholarship from a football standpoint, if a guy's there five years with a red shirt is worth almost $250,000, Jared, $250,000 for the free education. Uh, did you get a free education, Jared? Did you, did you get every, oh, did I'm you get everything? Paying. I'm still paying. You're 30. You're still paying. I, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing a lot of folks listening to this podcast that went to college are still paying. I got. I got a buddy who who graduated with 60 grand in debt. His his wife is 70 grand in debt. So when they got married, now they're 130 grand in debt. All right, that's the norm for most real people. In, in the so uh, until about a year ago, I argued strongly against paying these players because because of everything you just said. The education, mm-hmm. take advantage of it. Right. But I, I, I did a 180 because there is all this money out there now. And if, if there's all that money out there and the coaches, we haven't even talked about this in the whole 30, 45 minutes we've been doing this. If the coaches are going to get all theirs, Jared. They're going to get James, theirs too. James Franklin's going to get an $85 million 10-year contract going, after going 11 and 11 over the past two years. So, and, and the Big Ten's going to get a billion dollars for its football games. Mm-hmm. If that money is out there and it's – being generated on the backs of these young men playing football, 
then these young men deserve more of it. And so uh, that, again, that's a good way to kind of sum up everything we've been talking about here. What is the biggest problem that college football faces? The Benjamins. Money. Money. That's it. Yep. Yeah. College football money exploded. And it's, again, it's a runaway freight train and nobody's going to be able to stop it. But I think we would be remiss here. This, this airs on Sunday and I would like to, to take this time, if you are a mom or, or have a mom or whatever, happy Mother's Day to those that listen and, and to those that, you know, wish your mom a happy birthday with all that money you get from your NIL deals, wherever it might come from. Um, we're going to turn a blind eye to how you get your money, but just make sure you take care of your moms today. It's their special day um, on this wonderful Sunday when this airs and take care of them any other day because, you know, moms are, are special. They they put us in position to, to succeed and to get our money and get ours. Right. And, and for that, we're forever grateful to the moms that we've had in our lives throughout our years on this, on this fine planet um, that allow us to talk about the sport sports that we love and to talk about how bad the NCAA is at doing their, their job and, and all that fun stuff um, we talk about every day. I'll echo all those sentiments, Jared getting married soon. So happy Mother's Day to your fiance, my wife, Dana. We've been married 20 years. We have nine-year-old twins. Uh, you can check my Twitter account and see pictures of my kids. And, uh, you know, in your Twitter bio, you know, they list, you can list who you are or whatever. The first word for me is daddy. His kids are the most important thing. And I'll tell you what, uh, my, my wife takes care of our entire family. So she is a saint. Happy Mother's Day to her. And I'm glad you said that, Jared. Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Yeah, so on that, happy Mother's Day to all. And to all, we wish you safe and health in this wonderful May. Stay dry. Um, I just started building an arc um, with all the rain that we've got here in central Pennsylvania. So I'll let you guys know when that's completed. But for Corey Geiger, this has been Jared Prugar. We'll talk to you again next week on the We Are Podcast and the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network.